We are in episode number four of the Second Breaks podcast, and today we are talking meaning, meaning in our work, finding meaning in our work by helping others find meaning in theirs. So we are talking meaning. <laughs> It's when we're going meta. Okay, are you ready? Let's go. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles. Reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, hello, my friend. It is Monday, June 5th, 2017. As I record this episode in a very gray and rainy Clearwater, Florida, But, uh, hot. It's always hot here. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to share something with you, uh, for a bit. You know, in the last episode, I, I sort of shared the fact that uh, the, doing this pe podcast is a project that I've wanted to do for a couple of years, but have always been sort of stymied and scared because I have all these, negative voices in my head saying, you know, it's impossible. I can't do this. And, you know, and who am I to be doing this? And, and anyway, I hate my voice and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I share that story, not only on the podcast, but also on, you know, my friends with my family, with the, with Facebook and Instagram. As I, as I, I was telling people that the podcast is now live. I was kind of sharing that behind the scenes sort of. Uh, story that was happening with me. And I received quite a bit of messages actually afterwards, a lot of them, you know, sort of supporting and encouraging me as I try to win the battle over these gremlin voices. But also I received quite a bit or quite a few uh, that talked about how inspired they felt after hearing that and, and that sort of inspired them to, uh, to do something that they've always been scared of to do, maybe not podcasting, although one did say that um, it inspired her to, to finally start her own podcast. But, uh, you know, just sort of tackling their own projects that I've been wanting to, to, to do, but have been, uh, hampered, but by, by their own sets of, uh, of, uh, gremlin voices. So hooray for, for everybody who's, uh, thinking of doing that. And, and maybe you, my friend have something similar, uh, that you have been sort of postponing, delaying, coming up with quote unquote reasonable excuses not to do, but really it's because you're scared to do them. Um, tell me about it. Write me a note, lou at secondbreaks.com or tweet me at secondbreaks and, uh, let's support each other, right? That's why I share some of these behind the scenes that's happening with me as I reinvent myself. And because I think that, you know, all these things that we're doing as we are expanding ourselves, extending our work, I think it's only helpful if we share the stories with each other. And so that we We all know that, uh, one, we're not alone and that uh, we have similar challenges that we can uh, support each other, encourage each other and help each other out. Cool beans. All right. So our guest today is Deanna Carlisle, uh, who's actually a, a good friend of mine. I met her through a mastermind group. Um, and if you don't know what a mastermind group is, I'll, I'll uh, share a link to a Forbes article in the show notes. Uh, for this episode, it's going to be secondbreaks.com forward slash episode four. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll include a link to a Forbes article that talks about what a 
mastermind group is and why you might want to join one and how you can join one. But generally speaking, it's a, it's a small group of people who have, or you know, similar challenges or tackling similar problems, and they get together regularly, whether that's monthly or weekly, uh, if daily, if that makes sense. But generally, they they get together uh, to give advice, to give support, to share resources, to um, share lessons learned. Uh, it's very much a peer to peer mentoring sort of platform, and it's also an excellent way to get accountability. Like for a lot of us, we need sort of an accountability partner to stay motivated, to stay on track with whatever goals we have uh, and having a, a being part of a mastermind group is an excellent way to do that so you know as i as i record these i think i'm i'm going to plan for a separate episode where we can talk a little bit more about mastermind groups because i think it has an effective uh, application in the world of uh career changers right because although we may be doing different things our career changes or the way that we are pivoting or transitioning to different roles may be different. We do have uh, a similar set of challenges that we all face. So I think it's going to have a, an excellent application as well. So I'll, I'll plan on doing that uh, on a separate episode. But uh, back to Diana, I, uh, I really wanted to uh, interview her for this podcast because she has a very interesting story uh, in two fronts. One, because she herself is a second breaker. She uh, used to be a part of a, a very structured corporate uh, uh, company, Microsoft, actually, where she was uh, making an impact uh, on young people's lives, doing the kind of work that she's doing today that she's going to be talking about. Uh, but um, she was uh, she was effective in that role. She was making an impact, but she decided to expand and extend her reach and, and uh, to form a separate organization called Youth Career Compass. And so on, on that front, she is a second breaker herself. And so we're going to talk about that part of her story. But also equally interesting is the work that she's doing because she's helping young kids find their direction their career path or their career direction as they uh, as they make decisions about what sort of college or education college education they're going to go forward with and although she talks a lot about the kinds of thinking and processes that she advises the 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 kids and their parents to go through as they make those very critical decisions about college education. I think a lot of the stuff that she talks about are applicable to us adults, even if we're not going through uh, that kind of decision-making process with respect to education. Because at the end of it, the bottom line is, you know, getting to know or tapping into um, our deeper sense of who we are and who we want to be. And finding ways to pursue that. So anyway, like I said, very interesting work that she's doing and very inspiring uh, work that she's doing. And so I am so pleased and so happy to be introducing you to Deanna Carlisle. And with that, let me transition to my conversation with her and I'll catch you at the back end. Hello, Deanna. Welcome to Second Breaks. Hi. Hi, Lou. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. 
So a brief introduction, Deanna Carlisle is a career development consultant. She's the founder of Youth Career Compass, a company that focuses on helping college students and their parents kickstart the process of exploring careers and college majors to gain more purpose and direction for college and long-term career planning. So now, of course, this is just a high-level view, and we're going to dive deeper during the conversation. But uh, I wonder, Deanna, if you wouldn't mind starting maybe with a bit of your story. I know you were at Microsoft for a bit before you created your company. Would you mind sharing your career journey so far, starting with uh, Microsoft? Sure. Um, Yeah, I spent quite a few years at Microsoft. Um, A lot of that time was working with um, college students and high school students, actually. So I was a college recruiter for a number of years, and I ran the college intern program there at Microsoft, and then also started and ran a high school intern program. Um, and, um, you know, as, as part of that journey, I discovered that I did have this big passion for youth, um, working with young people. Um, and through the work I did at Microsoft, I, um, I really became super passionate about helping young people feel more more purposeful and more intentional about um, their direction, um, being more self-aware and um, being able to take that into their college years to help them actually feel more confident um, and feel more sort of on purpose and, and less kind of lost and frustrated. Um, and, uh, and and the work I do with young people, I should say, you know, my a lot of my um, vision isn't focused on having young people figure it all out, right? It, we, we don't We don't really maybe ever figure it all out, right? It's more about like helping them um, become more self-aware and really then watching, you know, over the course of their career for what do they love? You know, what are they great at? Where do they lose time and feel so on purpose, right? And if we can start working with that when they're younger, have them watch it and build it over time. Um, And so anyway, all of that brought me to create my own company a few years ago, Youth Career Compass. And that's the work I do now is working with college students and new graduates and really helping them to get more of a sense of what are the things that are really interesting to them? And then how do they explore and and really get exposure um, to these different areas so they can begin to understand, you know, it's one thing to read about a certain career and think it looks great. It's a whole other thing to actually like talk to someone who does that career and really learn about it firsthand. Um, So that experiential piece is one that I I love helping with. And then finally, really wrapping that all together and now helping young people land internships and full-time jobs. um, so They really can articulate who they are. Um, And that's really powerful when you know yourself and then you can articulate it when you're in an interview process. Um, so it kind of goes from that beginning to end with them, helping them with that self-discovery all the way to hopefully landing some of these opportunities. Gotcha. So just um, a little bit uh, of clarification. When you were doing it for Microsoft, it's amazing. So Microsoft has a program to help uh, what, Microsoft interns. Is, is it for Microsoft interns or? Yeah, so it's a great question. So when I started our our high school intern program, um, it was really great. It was a year-long program, and I was fortunate in that role to kind of develop the program. And so I sort of developed it with what what I would have wanted as a high school student, which um, was a lot of um, training on things like presentation skills, communication skills, project management. And when we got to the summer, um, I thought, well, why don't we do some self-awareness 
you know, sort of training during the summer, especially since all these students were headed to college in the fall. When I asked them what they were planning on focusing on in college, I found that so many of them were just so happy to get in, you know, getting into college. Now there's a whole it's more competitive in the process. So they were just happy to be in. And many of them hadn't thought much about, you know, what they were going to do when they got there. And I thought, well, we can work on that over the summer. And so I developed this career development program for the summer for the high school interns and found that over the years, at the end of their experience, they were saying, oh my gosh, this helped me so much. I'm going into college feeling so much more confident about who I am and what I want to explore. And they started saying, can you do this for my friends? Um, and I just sort of realized at that point that there wasn't much else out there helping young people. You know, they have career centers, but not the sort of in-depth work of like um, asking yourself those questions and then going out and talking to people. Um, and that's what, you know, at Microsoft, it, it was great because I had them do this like reflection and and learning about themselves. But then I had them go out and I'd have them talk to five people at Microsoft in careers of, that were somewhat interesting and then come back and sort of report out. And so anyway, um, it was great because I sort of got to create that there and see how effective it was. It was very, you know, and it was actually a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club that we did where we hired these 20 students a year. So it was really, um, it was wonderful. It was one of those experiences where I felt like I got to take so much of my past experience and roll it into this corporate role. Um, and from that, you know, it really helped me see that, wow, you know, I love this. What if I could do this on my own and help even more, you know, young people? That's a good segue because I am curious about, you know, how you made a decision or what made you want to leave, you know, a, a, a structured or quote unquote stable Microsoft environment and um, start a company um, on your own. Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. Um it was a it was a hard decision. Um, I never I think some people always know that they want to start their own business or they want to be an entrepreneur. That was never that was never me. Um, my my story was different in that I think some people end up finding like a, a thing they care so much about that they can't not do. <laughs> and for me, that's what happened. Like I found this thing where I thought, wow, this worked so well for these students and I loved it. And I feel like I really can make a difference. What if I could do it on my own? And so um, it became just so powerful for me. And so many students were saying, you have to do this, right? <laughs> that I almost felt like I couldn't let them down, you know, because then they'd check back and say, have you started that your business? Have you? <laughs> and so, you know, I felt like in some ways um, sort of called to do it. Um, and, you know, I still do consulting on the side. So I, I do both. I still do um, some consulting with Microsoft and my own business. And for me, the other thing I did, um, I sort of tested it out, just like I talk with my students, you know, if you're interested in something, that's great. But now test it out, kind of try and put yourself in that environment. So I took an online class related to career development. I joined a local association. I started really talking with people that were doing more career based work. And I loved it. Like, I loved the people. I loved everything I read. Like, it so resonated with me. Um, and so it really helped me to know that that it was the right focus for me. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I ended up making the shift. So uh, did you have, what sort of major challenges did you have in the beginning? If you can still remember them as you were making the decision to... Uh, reinvent yourself or or not so much reinventing because I see that this is really a, a in the the path right the arc of 
you know, your career or the work that you're trying to do. Um, and so it's just like the next chapter, the next evolution. But even then, it's still scary to step out of a, a structured corporate stable yeah. culture or environment. So if you remember sort of wow. what challenges or fears did you have in the beginning and how did you address them or manage them? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I would say I still, I still have them, right? Like, I think, meaning I still have those uh, sort of fears and and challenges because you're you're right. You know, that corporate environment, um, it is very. Um, you have something to work within, and you get you get a lot of confidence from it. It feels somewhat uh, safe. Um, and you know, when you do your own thing, you are putting yourself out there. And so a lot comes up, right. When it's, when it's you marketing you or it's you. Um, and so I think the, the good thing that I had was I felt so confident in the work that I had done with young people and knew that I could do. So I felt really good about the work itself that I knew I enjoyed it. I knew there was value. And I think for me, the big thing has been, um, you know, a lot of people saying, why would you make this? Why would you make this big change? Because, in fact, I could have stayed doing what I was doing with young people. But I, you know, at Microsoft, um, which felt somewhat sort of safe, but I just wanted to impact more. Right. And uh, so I've just kind of, I don't know, kind of leaned into that, I would say, like, um, and I just keep keep leaning. Um, It's been super rewarding. Like I've learned so much about myself um, in the process that I think. I realize now, gosh, I wouldn't have learned. There's just a lot, right? Um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, I think I just keep going, right? You just kind of keep, like, you just dip a toe in and just keep doing that every single day. Yeah, you just kind of keep. And um, and again, I feel like I've, I've read so many times that for people that have their own business or do their own thing, that you have to love it, right? Because if you don't love it, like, you'll, <laughs> you'll give it up, right, at some point. Cause is, and I do feel like that that's what keeps me, like, um, going with it and so interested with it is, you know, when I see the impact that I'm making, um, that really propels me. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, I, th- I think the biggest struggle has been, you know, that imposter syndrome of like, who am I to do this? And then why would I leave something that was, um, such a great, um, so great to me, right? Like, who am I to leave that and go and do this thing? But, um, yeah, so I don't really, I wish I had some like secret sauce, um, to share of how, um, but I just think leaning into it, trying little things, like if, if people are interested in it, like how can you put yourself in that environment as much as possible to test it out um, and just keep, you can test alongside of a corporate job um, for quite a while. And then at some point you can decide, is this the thing? Cause that might not be the thing. It might be something else. Or sometimes I know for some people it's made them even enjoy their corporate job more because they realize, Oh, you know, this, this isn't for me. So I think the testing is, is really important. Um, speaking of um, finding out which one's best for you, I read something, I think it was in your about page that was interesting. You said something about um, when you were in college in the beginning, you also didn't know sort of kind of what you wanted to do until you saw something, I think, on a bulletin board or some sort about um something about a club of some sort and that it, it was the beginning of, of of you finding your your own path or what your interests were. Um, so would you mind talking a little bit about that and, and what how that came about? 
Yeah. And, you know, it's so um, the thing that I talk to young people a, a lot about is this idea that when we are, you know, in college, um, our exposure to careers is pretty limited for most of us. You know, it's often limited to what our parents do or what we see family and friends doing. And that was the case for me. So I didn't feel like I had any strong calling or interest in something. I kind of knew I always liked business, um, but I didn't know why really, but I felt like that was maybe a direction. Um, you know, my mom was a nurse, my dad was an engineer, and I knew neither of those <laughs> neither of those were options that were a fit for me. My older brother, um, he was in college, he was going to be an accountant. He was studying to be an accountant, and that was business, right? So that was my career, right? <laughs> um, so I inherited a career from my brother, basically, that I was going to be an accountant. And I, for two years, that's what I studied at college. Um, and it was fine. You know, I, I didn't love it, but I didn't think much about that. I wasn't loving it. Um, and then, you know, I got really lucky. And, and one of the things I talk about for young people I work with is I don't want it to be luck for them, right? It was luck for me. And I do think, um, that we sometimes think it's just going to come to us. Um, and sometimes it does, you know, but um, a lot of what I work with college students on is let's not wait for it to maybe come to us. You know, this idea of what, what might be the right fit because it might not be the right fit, whatever kind of falls in our lap, right? So what happened with me, I was walking down the hallway of my business school and I happened to see this poster and it was for the human resources club. Um, and the poster said, um, do you like business? And I looked at it and I thought, yes, I, I like business. And then it said, do you like people? And I was like, yes, yes, I love people. I remember looking at it thinking I do and these things are together. Um, and it said, if you like business and people come to the human resources club and learn about, you know, HR careers. And I was like, what is, what is human resources, right? I've never heard of that. Um, so I went to this club meeting and they happened to have like guest speakers that were in human resources jobs talking about their work. And I sat there and I thought, you know, these are my people. I thought these are my, I was finally like with my people. They were talking about work that I didn't even know you could do where you were working in business and you were helping people. And even all the other students at the club, like I started interacting with them and I just realized, wow, I didn't even understand how those accounting kids they weren't my people, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know they weren't my people. Like I, um, until I found them. Right. So it was this like, so once I found that I was all in and, and what happened then for my college for me is, is what I want for students. I work with this sense of direction, the sense of like, you know, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I knew that this, you know, this content and this focus was super interesting. And I ended up getting a human resource um, resources internship. I was, you know, kind of top of the class. I took this like certification, just all these things and had a job right out of school doing human resources. And much of my career has been, you know, human resources related. Um, and so, you know, it was luck for me though. I don't know that had I not seen that poster. And so that's why You'd I have been think, a CPA. You know, <laughs> And I would have not been a good one. Let me tell you, like, I honestly, I don't have very good attention to detail. <laughs> That's kind of a big one, right? Um, but it's one of the things I look back on, and it's something I can so help my students with, right? Because as we look at what they're great at and what they enjoy, and then we map that to possible career areas, you know, had I done that and looked at that, I love people, um, and I'm not very detail oriented, and I'm just okay with numbers. And I really like most of my day to be spent interacting and collaborating with people. 
it's unlikely that, you know, had I had that sort of guidance that that accounting really would have risen to the top, right? So that's, you know, when I think about that, I think about I really want students to be able to, again, not figure it all out, but have these pieces. I, I have them create what's called a career vision statement through our work. And it's the things that they can be watching for and sort of use as kind of a way to evaluate different degree options and different um, internships and things like that. Right. So well, two things there. One is that in the beginning, our choices or decisions are coming from a limited sort of framework, right? It's what we see in front of us or, or, or what we hear about or we know about. And then you attend a conference like this or a talk like this and your eyes um, are open because, oh my God, there's a whole world out there that I didn't even know or there is another possibility for me that I didn't even consider. And and so much of us don't even get to that point where we're seeing the other possibilities, right? Because we're not we're not seeing that bulletin po uh, poster on the board or or we're ignoring maybe the posters are there but we're ignoring it or we're not going to to talk to the speech or we're not listening to the speech right and so so that's one yeah. point and then and the other thing is that I, one of the things that really interest me is this notion that you can have these conversations with young adults uh, and that they actually would know enough <laughs> whatever enough is that they would know enough to guide them um, yeah. towards, because there's a thought out there that I don't know what I wanted to do when I was 20. Yeah. I'm 40 and I yeah. still, you know what I mean? And so, so um, it's interesting that you have, you're having those kinds of conversations. I guess my question is, how important is it to, to be having those kinds of conversations or reflections at an early stage uh, younger instead of waiting until you're 30 to, to have those kinds of reflections or ask differently um, is it really feasible to think about these things at a young age or do they know enough quote-unquote enough to be able to go through that reflection yeah boy it's a great question um, let me see it's critical right because and I want to emphasize that one of the things that's so great about the work I do. Like I know sometimes students will take like an online assessment and it'll tell, it'll spit out careers of interest. And, and, and those are great. But the work that I do is more about, um, you know, I do use, I use three different assessments. It's very holistic. It's kind of looking at your personality, their strengths, their interests, but we're looking for the themes and the patterns. So that's where I feel like I'm able to build with the student, we build this foundation. So it's, it's not, we do look at, at uh, career paths at some point, but what we start with is more, what are the things we see over and over again? You know, what are the stories that they've had where we can piece out these strengths, um, these these tendencies that they've been drawn to since a very young age? And, you know, I often talk to people that do career coaching for, for adults. And when adults um, maybe kind of find their interest, they can often trace it back to something that they loved very early in life, right, that we sometimes lose sight of. And so, um, you know, I really encourage young people to, to look back. And when we're talking, we're looking at those stories of greatness. And then the themes and the patterns, that's what we sort of build as our foundation. What's great about that, though, is 
it can lead to a lot of different career paths. And one thing that's important, especially with young people, is they will likely have multiple careers. You know, they'll do multiple things in their lifetime, right? So what I think is important, because a lot of young people that I work with, and even parents are hoping that when, they, when they're done with the work with me, they'll have that one job title, right? That, you know, bing, <laughs> here it is, right? And that's not at all what it is. Um, it is much more similar to like a company's mission statement. It is, you know, you wouldn't have a corporation say, we create this one product and that's our mission statement. Like, so for young people, it's this combination of here's what I love to do. Here's what success would look like. Here's what I'm drawn to. And what's great about that, when you put that vision together, it does give direction, um, but it still leaves them very open, meaning, you know, they have the direction, but then they're going to go grab different experiences and they're going to build on it. But there is a base, you know, and, and we look at things like personality type that research says is very innate and, you know, um, that as we grow over time, you know, we even become more of sort of who we are, right? So kind of having that self-awareness, but then they're out there really testing it, right? Like getting the exposure and experiences, but it does give a guide because ultimately they, you know, they will pick a college major and they will pick a first internship and job. And I would love them to do that based on what they know about themselves versus kind of just what happens often, which is inheriting a career or following a friend or, you know, so this is, I think at least starting here with their uniqueness and then driving things from there gives them a lot of power too, because, you know, again, when we get into that actual, like looking for a job process, their ability to tell their stories of greatness in an interview to know and then even after they get their first job, you know, I'll often work with students after that first job and maybe that first job isn't the exact fit, but the students I work with are unique and that they're able to then notice um, what they are great at and take it back to their strengths and tell a manager, you know, I love this part of my job, but I'm also really good at this thing. Do you think that I could do more of this thing? But sometimes, isn't that amazing? Because sometimes adults, we don't even know, like, what is it that's missing, right? But if a young person can actually be like, oh, you know what? This is what's missing. And I can actually articulate that. And who knows? Maybe I can get that as part of this job or the next one. But if you don't know, like, how are you going to get there, right? And it's it's a building process for sure. But I just firmly believe from the young people I've worked with, when we build that base of, of that self-awareness, and, and the other thing is, too, you mentioned something interesting, like maybe the posters are there back to the and maybe we're not looking for them. So the thing in my work with students is I really try and heighten their awareness about being proactive and thinking about the importance of your career. So you are looking for the posters, because even if I do that, even if I am just helping them to put more emphasis, because the academics are obviously super important. But thinking about the context of where it's going to take you and why it's relevant and getting some more motivation for your academics through that sort of um, being able to see where it's taking you is, is really powerful. What have you observed in terms of how parents could maybe help their kids in this process a little bit? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I love about this work is that um, very often because students don't have a vision for what that career might look like, they will, um, 
you know, they will be heavily influenced by their by their parents, either their parents' careers or what they want for them. And you're right. I mean, all the parents I work with are wonderful, super well-meaning, and they they want the best for their their kids for sure. What I find that's really helpful is once the students I work with get really empowered about who they are and where that could lead, they can have a very different conversation with their parents, right? Now it's a conversation and, and what I really encourage is like, you know, students saying, here's what I'm discovering about myself. Can you tell me more about that, mom or dad? What did you see when I was growing up? Do you think those are my strengths? And that is a really beautiful conversation um, when they start, you know, talking more about not just these job titles or college majors, but who, you know, who is that child and, and you know, what have they always loved and those kinds of things. So, you know, parents have a hard time sort of arguing with that, right? When a, when a student is feeling empowered and motivated, and I have worked with a lot of families where the parents see a shift in their um, son or daughter, where they see an increased motivation around school, grades improving, and them driving the ship all of a sudden, more so than the parents, because the student got intrinsically motivated about the future, right? When you inherit it or when you take it from someone else, you don't really have the buy-in, right? And you're kind of going through the paces. And I see a lot of students in college kind of going through the paces, you get my degree, get my job versus like owning that experience, right? And so, you know, one thing I guess I would say to parents is that self-awareness work, as much as you can encourage your son or daughter to be watching for the posters and, you know, trying to find their people and, um, that that is that is going to be a great thing for them. And, you know, I am um, I am big on that experiential try things out. So, you know, sometimes a student and, and I will meet and they'll come out with these great ideas for careers and their parents will be like, oh, my gosh, this is not what we've been talking about. What have you done? Right. But here's what it is, is, yeah, we've we've talked about these things, but now we create a plan for going out and, and getting the exposure and getting the experience talking to people that do that job. So it's very, um, it's very realistic. It's, it's meaning, you know, understand, you know, how much those people make generally in terms of salary and what does a day in the life look like? So it's, it's very tangible and not just like, oh, all of a sudden I want to do this, this thing. Right. Um, so it's really grounded in having a plan for exploration, which usually parents are really excited that their son or daughter feels more on purpose and has this, this plan. Um, and so I would encourage parents to just really um, help their student be more aware that um, this process is about sort of intentionally exploring um, different options. And, and again, you know, being realistic about, uh, you know, what the possibilities are with that particular set of interests and what the career paths are. Um, but I think it's I think it's so important to um, to also think about college. You know, it is so expensive. Right. And, uh, you know, parents are, I know, very concerned about, you know, the cost of college and it, it paying off. And I am a big believer that when a young person is feeling empowered and valued and when they are able to put their full self into their career, that that's where they are their best. Right. Like, And not only are they their best, but that is where they will be the most valued because, that's what an employer will see. And I'll give you just a quick example. I know I, I talk a lot. Um, the quick example was at Microsoft and I would interview mostly computer science students. There was a real difference between the computer science student I could tell um, who took computer science because they thought it was going to be a good, stable career and make good money. The difference between that student and the student who loved eight 
was breathing, sleeping, computer science was, you know, and what that looked like was coding projects on the side, robotics club, top of the class, internships, like, and enthusiasm. I could see it in their eyes, right? So as an employer, even when you're trying to decide between a college graduate, um, it is when, when you know that person is so invested in what they studied, you're going to choose, I'm going to choose this student every single time, right? The one that, so it's, it's something for parents to think about too, when they're thinking about their son or daughter getting those opportunities, um, you know, they're likely to get them where they are the most excited and lit up. And that's going to lead to them having all these other experiences that, that make for a great resume, right? So it's, the end product that I see with that is is really good as well. That's so amazing. Um, I wanted to to turn the tables a little bit and talk a little bit more about you and your career. It, it's funny because as you talk about, you know, that the end result of this process for the, the the young adults or the kids that you're working with, I could see that that that's ha what's happened to you because of how passionate you are about what you do and that you love what you do and it. It, just as you said a couple minutes ago, that it shows that it shows that this is something that you love doing. And so um, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, one of the phrases that I'm really emphasizing or really working and, and do more work on over the next few months is this phrase, meaningful work. And I, I wondered, what, what does that mean to you, the phrase, meaningful work? Yeah, and I love it, Lou. We've talked a little bit about this, this idea of, of you know, work that matters and finding meaning in our work. It's it's so important, and I'm so excited that you're, you know, you're so focused on that. It, um, I would say for me, it's it's two things. You know, for myself, um, I have always loved working. I've always loved my career, honestly. Like, um, and I think that is in much part to actually finding, um, you know, finding a path that um, does fit with me, right? And even more today than ever, though, I have found um, the meaning, you know, I've always wanted to help people. Um, and so the meaning for me is just huge because I feel like by helping a young person, you know, they have so much, so much ahead of them that I'm, like you said, I'm helping to plant these seeds. And I don't know when they'll actually, you know, sometimes I'll work with a student and I'll think, hmm, I'm not sure that they, that all my seeds were planted, right? Or that they really got it. But the hope that I have is that at some point along the line, maybe they'll see something that will remind them, oh, yeah, you know, so I think um, for me, there's just great, there's great meaning um, in being able to and to work with others like you, um, who are on the same sort of um, path of trying to help people. That's super meaningful to be able to connect, you know, people that I never would have in the corporate world. And the next thing I'll just say is, um, with young people, you know, more than ever, they are looking for meaning in their work. And I think helping them see that that's possible and that that takes so many different forms for different people. Um, because I think some people think meaning and work means this means one really big thing that they would, you know, and, and it's so many different things and it's what's true for them. And so helping them understand what that is for them today and that it might evolve, but to be open to that and to be on the journey of letting it evolve, but to never lose sight of it, right? Because that's where I think if we um, if we lose sight of it and we forget that it's possible and we don't feel inspired about it being possible, we don't have stories of people who have found meaning in their work, that we might just settle for, um, you know, something that doesn't provide that and doesn't, um, you know, we're, we're not as valued as we could be for, for the gifts we have. 
you know, this reminds me a lot about this quote from、uh, Steve Jobs. I think he said it in a commencement speech or something. And he said something about, you know, we're we're here to make a dent in the universe. And I think sometimes we think or we hear that phrase "make a dent," and we think of the Steve Jobs level of dent, right? And、yes. and and we think. Oh my God, me, little me, in my little corner of the world, what kind of dent could I possibly make? And the truth、mm. is, we can, and and we make an impact、mm. every day, or we can make an impact every day. It's a matter of choice as to what kind of impact we want to make. And and、yeah. in your case, you're, it's an excellent example of that's the you know that's the choice you're making. You're making a huge dent in the kids' lives that、uh, the kids who you work with and. You've made the choice. That's the dent that you've chosen to make. So I think that's that's truly powerful thing to like just sit and think about for a bit. And also, I love the the thing that you said about our choices and our definitions changing over time as we experience life, as we grow, as we experience work in the real sense, right? So it's not like whatever we say today is carved in stone. Yes, it is so important when、uh, when you're young, right? Because there's going to be the the class that you take that you're just like wow, or the person that you be. But usually, I still even see that that comes back to that foundation, right? That when we love that class, it had something to do with fitting in with the stuff you know that we'd already sort of been talking with. We just didn't know that that class existed, and. I think you know they talk about how like ten years from now、um, there'll be so many more careers that exist that that don't exist today, right? So how do you plan for that? I think the only way you plan for that is is again knowing yourself and and building on that over time so that you when you see it you know it, right? But、so、being able to continually build on it and then connect it, I think, is really the way to. To do that, but I love the dent.、Um, I love thinking about that. I think I'll talk to my students more about.、It. I love commencement speeches. Con- I mean, if I want to get inspired, I'll just listen to a commencement speech. I'll just mention quickly. There was one. I don't know if you saw Jim Carrey's,、um, and it, it relates back to something you asked me earlier about parents and and you know kind of stable careers. And he talked about、um, there's this great. I play it often when I do workshops with students. Where Jim Carrey in his commencement speech said that his dad was actually much funnier than him. He could have been an amazing com- comedian, but his dad decided to be an accountant. <laughs> This accountant theme, I don't. <laughs> so he said his dad decided to be an accountant because that was a stable career. So his dad became an accountant, and on Christmas Eve, when I think Jim Carrey was like 14 years old. His dad was laid off from his stable accounting job, and it, it had this huge impact on Jim Carrey. And so I can't remember the exact quote, but he said something to the effect of, "You know, you can you can lose the stable job that you chose. So why not go after the job that you love, right?、Um, and it's you know we just we kind of don't know, right? And so that was that's pretty powerful when I when I think about that. Oh my goodness, Diana! I think you and I can talk about and geek out about this topic forever. <laughs>、uh, so, Diana, tell people, tell us where we can、uh, find you online. Yeah,、um, so it's、um, youthcareercompass.com,、um, and、uh, there is a, there's a career exploration guide there. So a lot of things we talked about with getting exposure and experiences. That's something that people can find on on my website. Just download it.、Um, just that that would be a way for parents to kind of be 
sort of planting some seeds with their kids around just some ideas um, that they might be kind of thinking about in addition to their college studies. I had so much fun, Deanna. Thank you so much for spending time with me and sharing your story. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Lou. you enjoy that conversation with Deanna. I had so many takeaways, but for me, the main one has to do with remembering to remain open to new opportunities because often those things come to us serendipitously when we're already going down a particular direction. And if we're not being open to new possibilities, we may have blinders on and we may miss those key moments. So that's my main takeaway. What about you? I would love to hear your thoughts. If you head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash episode four, you can leave your comments there. That would be perfect. Uh, Now, in addition to the show notes, you'll also find the link to a new course that I've just just released. Uh, It's a seven-day free course. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to change the name of the course, so I don't want to leave the name of the course here on this podcast. But when you go to uh, the show notes, secondbreaks.com forward slash episode four, you'll see the link there. So it's a seven day free course. I'll walk you through the five pillars of a strong and confident career move. And so be sure to sign up for that. Next week, our guest is Shane Moran, who will share with us what he did, how he prepared for his early retirement as he uh, jumped into entrepreneurship. So uh, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to iTunes. Uh, or subscribe to the show in iTunes, I should say, so that you don't miss that episode and all the future ones. Lastly, if you are enjoying the show so far, I would really appreciate you leaving a rating because those reviews really help others discover the show. And with that, I'm signing off. I will see you next week, my friend. In the meanwhile, keep on making your dent. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 